0: When will things go back to being normal? It's a question that's being asked by every individual in every industry, big or small. And that's certainly true for our guest today, the owner of BeatenTheBookie.com. I'm joined by him and we talk about a wide array of issues confronting the sports betting industry. Certainly, we talk at length about how coronavirus has affected his particular handicapping business also the business of Las Vegas and other markets, and what we should expect for, I guess, the first big betting event since coronavirus hit, the NFL Draft. In fact, just today, FanDuel came out and said they expect a 10x increase in the handle over last year alone. Again, we jump into that issue and many more on this latest issue of How to Play the Game podcast. Joining us today is uh, the owner of beaten the bookie.com beaten the bookies, a website has a great social media presence has been one of the best sports handicappers in the world for quite some time. Amazing social media presence uh, was doing this before the floodgates even opened in the United States when there was still a federal prohibition in place, but Nevada, and in particular, Las Vegas, was wide open. And since the, the fall of the federal prohibition, business has been booming. Thanks for joining the show.
1: How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, since we do talk a few times a week anyways. But yeah, it's a, you know, it's a pleasure. It's a crazy time right now, obviously, with the uh, whole Coronavirus and sports betting and stuff, I, I would say it's probably, uh, obviously sports is probably the hardest hit industry um, right now. Um, it's a, it's a definitely an interesting time. And yeah, like you said, I've been doing this since uh, 2014. Um, I got my trademark through the best trademark attorney, Darren Heitner. So <laughs> you helped me get that last year. So I appreciate that. I was gonna put that
0: disclaimer out there, but now everyone knows.
1: Yeah, everything has been about as good as it could be right now. Um, You know, just trying to make do until until we get some sports. And we're starting to hear about sports coming back, uh, some soccer leagues and stuff like that. So I'm just looking forward to the future.
0: Now you're a small business. Everyone thinks about small businesses, but not in particular uh, people like you in the sports betting industry. How much of an effect has essentially the closing down of not just the us but the world Uh, what kind of effect has it had on your business and on the sports
1: betting industry thus far well my business i can say that in the last six weeks probably losing march i mean losing march madness losing the masters in april um, i can say that it cost my business probably about six figures close to six figures in sales signups uh, stuff like that because um, we literally went from having our busiest time of the year which is march madness uh, we would get a ton of clients a ton of renewal renewal clients and march madness is always the busiest time of the year uh, from having our busiest time of the year to having basically nothing um, so i it, it mean it did i mean it did hurt a lot and you know people don't People don't really, you know, assume that small businesses and stuff, you know. But, yeah, I mean, we're a small business. Um, We do do a lot of sales, but, I mean, it still hurts just like anything else. So um, it was tough. I mean, luckily for me, I do all sports, and I really – I specialize in soccer also. And I've been fortunate that soccer has had some leagues around the world that have kept playing. Um, So that's been my saving grace right there.
0: Have you had to to basically – educate yourself as well on different sports or different leagues that maybe you didn't focus on prior to the coronavirus outbreak?
1: Um, Yeah, I didn't really, I mean, before the outbreak, I I did a lot of the, a lot of the soccer leagues I did were the, the bigger leagues, like, you know, the Bundesliga, the, you know, Super League and, you know, in Holland, uh, the Premier League, um, you know, the La Liga in Spain, um, so I did a lot of those bigger leagues because people didn't have the smaller market leagues available to bet. Like you couldn't go bet like Nicaraguan soccer at, at, you know, many books or soccer in Belarus at many books before this happened. They just weren't taking all those, you know, all those bets. Cause they already had all these other offerings that you could bet on. But now since this happened, you see leagues like Nicaragua And Belarus, they never stopped playing over there. Um, So every sports book now is offering these. So DraftKings is offering these. You know, all the big sports books are offering these smaller leagues. Um, So I hope that when all the leagues get started back again, I hope they'll still keep offering these smaller leagues. Yeah, Um, that'd be interesting. It's a new line of betting. I mean,
0: it just seems like there's a complete lack of options right now. In fact, I think it was West Virginia that toyed with the idea or may still be thinking about the idea of allowing individuals to place bets legally on the presidential election. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, they actually opened it for a day. Uh, DraftKings put it up for a day and they took it down a couple hours later because the governor, I think it was, said that he didn't approve it. There was some kind of misunderstanding right there. Um, So it seems to me like DraftKings kind of jumped the gun to, to, to release those. Um, but yeah, that's the election. I mean, that people can bet it right now, but it's not like you, you can make money on it right now because, you know, the election's not till November. So, right. um, that the you know, election betting, stuff like that, that, that really doesn't float my boat per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, w- you know, I'm just excited because, you know, PGA came out last week and PGA released their schedule.
0: They're right. June,
1: June 8th. So. Um, that's a big thing for me too, PGA, um, you know, and what was really weird is the players championship is one of my bigger tournaments for the year for sales. We would do really well in PGA and we had one round, you know, the first round of that tournament, and then it just got canceled. So obviously that's never happened before. So what happens like for me, when that happens, I have to give everybody who had that package who purchased that, I have to give them the next PGA tournament Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know you want them to get what they paid for so essentially it takes out another tournament you know from say my earnings uh, my sales so I have to get them the next tournament for free which I don't mind Um, but yeah it's definitely a crazy time but you know we're just making adjustments like I'm sure you have to make adjustments too of course Uh, everybody has to make adjustments Um, I'm just fortunate that I can work for myself Um, and I have the you know the leisure to work from home anyways like like you also right I also work from home Um, so I'm just used to staying home anyways I'm just not used to everybody else staying home with me
0: well let's talk about an event where everyone's going to be staying home this week we've got a virtual NFL draft coming our way and I know a lot of people are pretty excited. I'm sure many of the executives at the NFL are a bit anxious and nervous about how it's going to play out. Interestingly, today in an ESPN article, it said that FanDuel expects more than a 10 times increase in betting for this NFL draft over last year's draft. And DraftKings said its New Jersey Sportsbook already surpassed last year's betting handle on the draft with a week to go. What do you make of all this? Is this just the general public itching and begging for an opportunity to place a bet.
1: Yeah. To me, this is about supply and demand. So the supply for sports betting is really low right now and demand is super high. Uh, So people, they don't have anything else to bet on. um, So they're all just betting the draft. It's like, uh, you know, this is why like during the NFL season, the Sunday night game is always the, the most bet game of the week because um, if people lose all their games on Sunday, they're looking at that Sunday night game like it's their chance to, to get back to where they were. So if they're down, they're probably going to bet their biggest bet on that Sunday night game to, you know, to make up what they lost um, because it's the last game. And this is similar because it's like the draft is the only thing that people have to bet um so everyone's just betting it and you know people that wouldn't normally bet it now they're going to bet it because it's the only thing that can they can have action on um you know and that's the difference between like a really like pros or like a recreational better like a pro they know they don't need to bet the draft if they see like a nice play in the draft um they'll go play it that they think has value but a lot of these other people they'll they'll literally bet like every draft bet they can bet just to have bets going that night because they haven't bet in so long, you know they're just like fiending to bet something. So the draft. I know you don't
0: sell a package for the NFL draft, but uh, is there a particular play
1: that you're liking? Um, not really. My partner, the real mystery ACL, he he's put out some draft props. I, I think he took two uh, over uh, five and a half. I think it was. Uh, so basically, uh, the Dolphins taking him. Over five and a half, the Dolphins are the fifth pick. So, right. um, for me, I, that's a bet I hope you know loses because I want the Dolphins to take Tua. Um, that's my fandom. My Dolphins fandom is depending on that pick. So, uh, <laughs> well, so look, I like to brag about how often I go to Vegas,
0: but you probably have me beat in the number of times you've been throughout your life. What's the time? What do you think is the timetable? And how realistic is it that you find these major hotels reopening this summer or even this
1: fall? I find it very realistic. Um, The Wynn, the Win resorts, they're always like a step ahead of everybody. Um, They've already put out like basically like a plan to look towards reopening. They actually want to start opening like mid-May. And the Wynn can do this because, you know, when when coronavirus first came out, the Wynn was – basically the first hotel in vegas to use they were using temperature they were like taking all their guest temperatures so they would have like through thermal thermal temperatures and infrared stuff um when you walked into their casinos they would have a sign that said you know you're under surveillance right now we're taking your temperature thermally you know through our surveillance cameras and stuff like that and what they would do is anybody had a temperature i think it was over like a hundred point something they would have a security guard you know, discreetly go up to that person and ask them to leave the casino. Um, So I think we're going to see casinos just start taking people's temperatures, stuff like that, um, to come into the casino and bet. Now that's for like table games, like craps, you know, blackjack. Um, I don't know how they're going to spread those games out because, you know, blackjack, there's like six seats right there. The craps table is only so big and they want to squeeze as many people onto there as they can. I think you might see like the dealers and the the people working at the craps table are going to have masks on. I think everybody's probably going to have to wear a mask for the first, you know, couple months at least, or or until there's a vaccine. Um, But until there's a vaccine, I think that, I don't know how they're going to be able to play poker. Like I don't see the world's series of poker happening this year for sure. Because poker players, you're touching the chips. Mm -hmm. A lot of poker players eat food at the table stuff like that. You can't really wear a mask when you're playing poker because you've got to the other, you gotta talk to the dealer, talk to the other players and stuff. So I don't see poker coming back for a while. But everything else, I, I see it coming back gradually. I mean, I saw someone talk about how they don't think casinos are going to be offering drinks anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's totally ridiculous. Yeah. That's going to be one of the first things they're offering because casinos, casinos... They want you loose lose. when you're playing. Exactly. They want you loose. They want the money flowing. So that's going to happen. Um, I just, I think casinos will come back faster than people think because the industry, I mean, they really know what they're doing there. Um, I just think that they're going to have safety measures implemented, like the, like the thermal temperature reading, uh, stuff like that. They're not going to let sick people in the casinos. Um, like if you're sick, stay home. And maybe they say like, hey, if you come to our casino and you have a 104 fever and we catch you, we're going to ban you. So maybe they scare people into staying home like that. But I think, obviously, casinos are going to want to do everything they can to get people in the door.
0: Speaking of casinos, there's a lot of casinos right now in over 30 states that don't have the opportunity to offer sports betting to consumers within those states. I, I know, obviously, coronavirus has set back pretty much every political agenda across various industries. But give me your pitch. Why should the floodgates be open within all 50 states for sports betting. I mean, it's, it's happening, but it's taking yeah. time. Again, there's more than
1: 30 uh, yeah. states that are legalized. To I, I think you're going I, I to see it happening. Like, for example, in Florida, um, the Indians have a lot of powerful lobbyists. And the Indians, if, if sports betting is offered in Florida, the Femmo Indians and the Miccosukee's, they're going to want to have the you know, betting just go through them only. They're not going to want any other casinos to have it. So I think, you know, and they've been lobbying against it because they don't want anybody else to have it. So I think what you're going to see is, like, the Indians are going to come out and say, you know, our casinos are closed right now. But if their casinos were open, they'd be able to have, you know, an online gaming app where people could bet on their, com- on their computer, on their phone. Pretty much every state. I mean, every state right now where the casinos are closed, they could have gambling customers betting on their phones. or They wouldn't have to come into the casino. And even when casinos reopen across the country, which I, I think they'll be one of the first places to open, I mean, even though they're going to reopen probably soon, I, their attendance is going to be down. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to go to the casinos because casinos are a lot of older crowd. Um, they're going to be worried about getting coronavirus, getting sick, stuff like that. Um, so people staying home. I mean, people could still stay home and bet on their bet on their phone on their computer if. These states had sports betting apps. So I think it's gonna, I think you're gonna see more states come out and say, you know what, we, we really do need this because, you know, betting on your phone is a lot safer. Um, and, you know, this casino is not making any revenue right now. If they had an online betting application, they could be making money. So I think the profits and the, the chance to make money, I think it's gonna lead a lot of states to, to open up, you know, online sports betting.
0: All right. I have a few final questions. Just want a yes or no from you. Will there be a resumption of the NBA season in 2020? I say no. Should I bet the bank on Joe Burrow being the number one overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft?
1: Yes, but there's no value right there. NFL, does it resume
0: play or does it start its play in 2020 with no fans in the seats? No, I think there's going to be fans. Okay. Hey, look, I really appreciate you coming on. I know we've exhausted our time. Wish you and your business well. Hopefully we get through this very quickly. And hopefully I see you on the golf course.
1: Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'll see you uh, maybe, maybe Friday on the golf course. And I look forward to coming on another, another episode with you. Maybe after this whole thing is over, we can catch up and we can talk about where the market's going.
0: Well, that wraps up the first episode on the third week of the How to Play the Game podcast. If you've been listening from the beginning, thank you for joining. If you're a newcomer, hope you're in for the long haul. And as always, if you're enjoying it and you can listen on Apple, Spotify, Google, and anywhere else where you get your podcasts, please rank us high and share with others. And if you'd like to follow me personally on Twitter or elsewhere, My handle is at Darren Heitner. Till next time, stay well.